Hey, Hannah. Hey, Kate. What kind of drink you got today? Uh, well, today I was feeling a little bougie, I guess, and uh -huh. I've got pomegranate kombucha. Oh, fancy. Yeah, it's um, fizzy fermented juice. <laughs> I guess <laughs> is the best way to describe it. But it's tasty, and it's, you know, it's in a glass jar, which makes it, I don't know, feel fancy. <laughs> yeah, I actually saw that kombucha on sale at Costco. Where do you think I got yeah. this? <laughs> My favorite store in the world, Costco. <laughs> yeah. What about you? What do you have for this afternoon? Uh, some decaf coffee, a little milk, and some butter in it. Ugh, our favorite way to enjoy coffee. <laughs> if you haven't tried butter in your coffee, definitely recommend. It's so good. Yeah, give it a shot. It's mm -hmm. really tasty. That sounds really good. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> yeah. Okay, are you ready? Yeah, let's get into it. Okay. Howdy, Howdy from Houston. Houston! I'm Kate. And I'm Hannah. And today we're talking about self-care. So... Self-care. Mm -hmm. What what kind of triggered the idea for this episode? Actually, I was listening to a podcast on a walk a couple weeks ago, and the lady, this lady was a OB gynecologist on someone else's podcast, and she was saying how she thinks self-care is bullshit. And I was like, excuse me, that, <laughs> that seems a little bit odd. Hmm. And so I listened a little further, and... What she was saying is she distinguishes a little bit between self-care and self-love. A lot of time she was saying is self-care now includes binge-watching a TV show on Netflix, mm. maybe with a bottle of wine, maybe with some cookies and some <laughs> yummy snacks like that. And that's not really, that's not always going to do to, what's the right word? It's not going to like help you get to where you actually need to be. I right. feel like, you know, like yeah. when you're, when you're in a state of mind where you feel like, you know, you're overwhelmed or you're stressed or, <laughs> or you see a dog passing by and it's <laughs> distracting <laughs> or whatever it is, you know, if it seems like an easy answer is to indulge yourself and to, yeah. you know, Yourself, Eat a big you know, slice of cake. Of yeah. Is that is that gonna make you actually feel better? Is that yeah. actually caring for yourself? Yeah. Can you label it self care? Exactly. Right. Yeah. And so what she was saying is something that she practices is self love, which mm. is essentially what self care. I feel like it's the same thing, but she calls it self love because what she does is she maybe pauses and takes a few deep breaths, or you know that along those lines, it could be like going and working out. Or right. just putting your feet in the dirt and feeling the earth and connecting back to nature. Yeah. Going outside in the sun along those lines. A lot of things. Mm hmm Yeah, I feel like a big, a big part of actually practicing self-care is listening to your body. And yeah. And listening to, like, what your body actually needs. So an example of that could be, like, when you're hungry, you know, like, what, like, are you actually hungry or are you just like craving a treat or are you like do you need more energy like are you feeling sleepy like should you go to bed like whatever whatever the example is but like really practicing listening to your body and really staying in tune with what your body actually needs and then taking care of those needs and exactly. I think that's like a great way to understand what self-care is because it's easy to get lost in the social media definition of self-care like we were talking about of like you know, binging a TV show or whatever, yeah. you know, and just the whole treat yourself mindset. Yeah. And, you know, don't get me wrong. Occasionally I will watch a couple episodes of something like 
-hmm. it's not like it's not like I never do that yeah but more often than not I'm gonna get a lot more benefit out of meditating or if I don't feel like studying one day and feeling a little burnt out going to the gym taking my dog for a walk Mm -hmm. or making a nice healthy meal if it's lunchtime and I'm feeling a little sluggish or Mm -hmm. a little bit lethargic making a meal that's gonna give me energy for the rest of the afternoon rather than having something that I know is gonna you know slow me down make me more tired yeah yeah I can actually think of um what's that quote it's like everything in moderation including moderation you know it's good to yeah. have a good routine but it's also good to break that routine every now and then yeah you know? and yeah and have a little fun and do something a little different yeah yeah well and kind of go, speaking to uh listening your body to your body's own needs that that kind of so recently as you guys might know i don't know if i mentioned i might have mentioned it on here that i was training for a marathon and it was really hard on my body. So the last time I trained for it, my work was not as intense. So I didn't feel challenged at work as much as I wanted to. And so I looked elsewhere for that challenge, mm-hmm. which for me, easy. it kind of at the time felt easy enough to do to train for a marathon. And so I did that. I felt fine. Obviously it was tiring, but I definitely felt like I could manage it. And so this time around, I was like, okay, I've done it before. I was right. working. I was applying to med school. Yeah, so like fine. You an equally heavy workload maybe now. Like, you kind of expected that. Right, yeah. right, yeah. But the workload now is a lot right. more difficult than I was expecting. And kind of getting my feet under me, getting a study schedule down, it was really hard to also run and... I was, timing-wise, for the most part, I was staying on track, mm-hmm. but just how I felt afterwards, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say, like, I had depression, but I felt depressed. Yeah. Like, the whole rest of the day, the next day, uh, at least most of the day, like, it took two or three days to fully recover from a run enough to study and if I'm like, like that, a long run like on a Saturday morning right like know. on a sat yeah right like on a Saturday morning I would do 10 I was getting to 10 plus miles mm-hmm. and after that I couldn't study until like Monday it was really hard to study on Sundays mm-hmm. no chance of studying Saturdays and that's my whole weekend gone from one run that is supposed to be something fun to do yeah. and so I started dreading these runs because then I would just spend all of Saturday just like feeling awful I'm in a long-distance relationship. I would just lay in my bed missing my boyfriend, which mm-hmm. is unhealthy. And same thing on Sunday for the most part. And so, and when I really realized it was not good for me, I went to Las Vegas for the weekend one weekend. And so I didn't run for a few days. I skipped a weekend of running because I was um, on vacation. And I came back and I realized, oh, wow, I don't, feel numb anymore I feel like all my emotions are back I feel mm. like I feel love yeah you know and so I was <laughs> like hmm maybe this is not a good idea for me right now yeah so and, and you gotta look at it you know it's seasons of life you exactly know? Like, this season is not maybe the best season to be training for a marathon yeah and I thought it could be mm-hmm. I tried it didn't work so I dropped down to the half marathon and as soon as I did that it was like a huge weight off my chest yeah running immediately got a lot more fun 
Mm-hmm. And which is like, if it's an extracurricular activity, why wouldn't you want it to be fun? Or why exactly. wouldn't I want it to be fun? Yeah. yeah, like it's supposed to be enjoyable. Like the whole reason we both signed up for it was to do something fun and right. and to challenge ourselves a little bit. Because yeah. I mean, I think most people are like this, whether they realize it or not. Um, whenever you have something that challenges you or motivates you or is a little more difficult, like it feels really good yeah. when you accomplish that or when you're working towards achieving those goals. And so it's fun yeah. to like add those things to your you know, two parts of life, like training for a marathon, you know, something yeah. that you, you voluntarily signed up for, you're challenging yourself, you're putting in the work to finally, you know, cross that finish line, figuratively yeah. and literally, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And just, like, a, a great way to get outside, mm-hmm. a great, like, bonding, like, we were kind of bonding over it, yeah. you know, and, and we still will when we run the race, and it'll be so fun to go up to Dallas, Yeah, you, you just got to take what's good for good for you. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a perfect example of listening to your body. Yeah. Like, what does your body actually need? And it wasn't just a physical need, you know? It wasn't just yeah. like, oh, I felt really tired on Saturdays after my run. You know, for yeah. you, it was it was mental and emotional, and yeah. it was just tra- draining. You yeah, know? oh, and, yeah. And not to say that um, that's, that's, like, only for this type of marathon, you know, because maybe you try again in the spring or over yeah. the summer, and it's a totally different experience, you yeah. know? It's just everything that's going on for you right now with school and life you know it's it's maybe not the best time you know? exactly yeah and there are different seasons and that's okay yeah and I think being willing to actually like take that step back and say hey this actually isn't what I need right now like that in and of itself is a really brave decision to make too because oh. especially I don't know I think like especially like you and me I feel like we're both like we commit to something, we don't want to quit, and oh, it, there's, yeah. like, almost this shameful feeling when you oh, quit yeah. something, and so having to just say, like, you know what, no, I'm going to put my pride aside and yeah. actually do what's best for me, so a lot of respect for you for that. Oh, thank you. It was it was a, it definitely a little hard, because, yeah, I signed up for it, I'm going to do it, but then, no. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Do you have any... Um, yeah one of um actually one of my friends from college she this was I guess an experience that she had that kind of opened up my eyes like what self-care can actually look like um you know because in my mind at that time you know I probably had a similar outlook on self-care as what social media kind of likes to put out there of the whole you know I watched Parks and Rec I watched Treat Yourself Day you know what I mean like like I that was kind of what I expected you know the definition of self-care to be um so at the time um my really good friend she made this commitment to herself for um I think it was like a couple of months I think it was about about two and a half months of time she was committed to going to bed at the same time and waking up at the same time every day to get eight hours of sleep So I'm I'm pretty sure she went to bed every night at 10 p.m. And so, you know, in college, you know, we were both mechanical engineering majors. And if anybody is an engineering major out there, like, you know that more often than not, you are not going to bed at 10 (laughs) p.m. Like, like you're staying up late to finish assignments, finish projects, finish homework, to study for exams. Like, it's really hard to get to bed before 10 p.m. Even when you are really tired and you're exhausted and you want to go to bed at 10, sometimes you just feel like you can't because you need to finish your assignments. And so she told herself, she's like, no matter what, I'm going to be in my bed with the lights off at 10 p.m. 
And so that's what she did literally every night. Wow. You know, she could have been halfway through with an assignment and just turned it in and knowing that she's only going to get like maximum of 50%. Like oh she, my gosh. she just, you know, was so committed to it. And what it kind of forced her to do was manage her time differently, you know, so it forced her to actually be more productive during the day. She wasn't wasting any time. And she found that she was able to actually get most of her work done during the day. But then, you know, she really stood by it. Even when she didn't get that work done, she was still prioritizing sleep and actually taking care of herself over what she thought it was supposed to be this like really, really important thing of getting perfect grades in school. That's quick side note that's really admirable because especially as like any high achieving person to turn in an assignment to stick to okay I need to go to bed early to get my sleep that is so hard and she's really smart you know she definitely was smarter than me always scored higher than me on tests and stuff like that you know so to know that like she was capable of doing the assignment or doing the project whatever and getting a better grade and she chose to sleep over that like that, I, it's, it's brave. It's a brave decision. Yeah. And it turned out, you know, she stuck with this for the whole semester. Wow. And it turned out she had the highest GPA that semester that she had had all of the years that she'd been in college at that point. That's crazy. Like, the fact that... That's so cool. Yeah, I feel, I mean, I feel like it's, it's that long-term practice of actually taking care of yourself. Because this way, you know, she was more rested. She could yeah. think better and pay attention better in class. You know, she could get through assignments faster. Things clicked for her faster because she was... Yeah mentally rested and ready for the day you know and and it can be really hard to see how taking care of yourself mentally and physically you know is sometimes or all times I think you know better for you in the long run than you know constantly regularly routinely like pushing past your limits mentally or physically yeah you know I don't do anything to that extreme but something I do is I try to go, like, I won't go to bed any later than 10, 15, 10, 30 every night. And, yeah. and I do have kind of a longer before bed routine, especially if I haven't meditated that day, I'll need to do that. And mm-hmm. then I like to do some journaling. So it can take like 45 minutes for me to be ready to turn the lights out sometimes. And I have a thing with myself. I, I try to shut off all my studying by eight or mm-hmm. just when I'm like really tired and not retaining as well as I know I could. Yeah. And sometimes that can be really hard because especially this last unit, actually, we just had our test on Friday, like, um, and this last unit was just so much to learn. Yeah. And for, to be like, no, I am tired. I'm just going to go to bed. I know I'm behind my study schedule, but that's just what I'm going to do mm-hmm. was really hard for a while but I think it might have helped me in the long run because the day before the test I had had enough sleep I was well rested and all day I just absorbed all of the information (laughs) and was able to I we haven't heard back yet about the test but I think I did pretty well yeah so there's really something to that I think yeah I definitely agree I and I think that that was definitely a hard lesson for me to learn um just because it's it's easy to pack your schedule full of stuff and and want to be, you know, occupied all the time and and then soon enough you're feeling overwhelmed with all these things that you've committed yourself to and oh, yeah. and it's just it sometimes can be easy to sacrifice sleep or to sacrifice your diet or to sacrifice things that you know that you really do need to take care of yourself. 
and uh, because it, it almost seems, um, I don't know, it's, for me, it's like it seems better to sacrifice something for myself than to like quit on something that maybe somebody else is relying on me for or to yeah. sacrifice like even my self-image, you know, like right. sacrifice the way other people see me. You know, I don't want yeah. people to think I'm stupid. So like I'm going to cram really, really, really hard all night, every night for this test so that I do really well. Yeah. And I want people to know that I'm smart and I'm willing to sacrifice sleeping and eating well for that. You know, it's, yeah. I think it's easy to sacrifice the stuff that, that, you know, seems selfless if you want to put it that way when it's yeah. really not. Well, and kind of on that note, obviously I know a lot of different kinds of people and the people I know who take really good care of themselves and stick to their boundaries, stick to what they want to do and don't do things for other people, don't, will cancel on things that seem more self, cancel on things when it seems a little selfish to cancel. Like that mm. my think of like my, one of my really close friends in college would commit to doing something with like a group of us and then back out at the last minute because she just needs to be a, like do a little more studying and then wants to go to bed early mm-hmm. or something like that that definitely along the self-care lines and I remember always being a little frustrated but always having so much respect for her for doing that versus the people I knew who knew and know who don't take very good care of themselves and are always at every event, everything, but you know they're struggling. I just, like, I feel bad because I'm like, okay, you don't need to be here. If you need to go take care of yeah. yourself, go take care of something, please go do that. And it's not it's not coming from, like, a bad place. It's just I genuinely want that person to, be ha- like, feel better or wh- whatever it is. Yeah. Have, maybe get a little more of their life together before they're ready to do as much socializing as mm-hmm. there, something like that. So yeah, it's definitely, it definitely shows when you take care of yourself. Yeah, it absolutely does. And I, I think the people who really do take care of themselves best, like they, they know what their commitments are like, you know, so they're, they're not going to necessarily be backing out of social situations all the time, you know, because, right. because they know what they can and can't handle. So they're willing yeah. to, they're willing to commit to what they can handle and they know when to say no and, and, you know, a nod to your friend for, like, having that, you know, self-awareness to back out of something when she needed to, you yeah. know? And, and just, like, finding that balance of work and social life and personal life and mm-hmm. your personal relationships, you know? Like, being able to balance all of that, like, it's, it takes a lot of self-awareness and being in tune with your body and your mental state and your physical state to actually go out and practice that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And it can be really hard, too. Like, you know, I I feel like sometimes I commit to things and it's this really fun big thing. Well, not if it's like a trip, but if, for example, I committed to going and hanging out with a bunch of people, but then that day I'm feeling terrible and I know maybe that isn't what I need, mm-hmm. then I, I feel bad canceling, but I know in the long run, it'll be more beneficial. Yeah. But then on the flip side, sometimes I have days where I really don't feel like socializing and I'm like, Kate, that's going to be your, this is your self-care for the day. Go see some people, go socialize. Yeah. Because yeah. that, I mean, that is definitely a form of self-care is socializing. Yeah. We are such community. community-based creatures. 
Yeah, I think a big part of self-care is being in community. Because mm-hmm. um, it, it may not seem like a specific action that you can take to take care of yourself, but it's it's building a support system for you. You know, you have people around you that care about you and love you and can help you through things when you're struggling, can, can help keep you centered before yeah. you even get to the point of struggling, you know, can help right. you stay balanced. And then in turn, you get to do that for other people, which being that source of support for somebody else helps give you purpose and it helps you feel like more accomplished in life. So being in community, I think is such a huge part of self-care that might be overlooked. Yeah, I agree. And being in a good community. Right, yeah, I mean, key point there. People say, you are the product, or you are the sum of your five closest friends. The, the average or something. Yeah, yeah, the average, sorry. Yeah. So pick good people that mm-hmm. you like and who inspire you and who you want to be like because odds are if you hang out with them a lot, you'll become similar. Which... Yeah. I feel like I got a lot of sage pieces yeah. of advice from my dad. You know, as most people, they got, like, dadism books or whatever. Yeah. Like, I for sure think my dad could write one of those. But, like, you know, he said that to me all the time in college. Just like, you know... You are who you hang around with. Like, you're the average of your five closest friends. Like, you yeah. said, you never want to be the smartest person in a room because then you're in the wrong room. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you want to be around people who are making you better. Oh, yeah. And are there to support you, you know? Yeah. I've always, like, felt... I've never been the smartest person in, like, any of my classes Same. ever. <laughs> yeah. Which, Same. Which, like, for a little bit, when I'm back before... Um, back when I was a young lass, <laughs> I was a little insecure about but then I realized, oh, wow, if I was smarter than I couldn't, if I was smarter than the people around me, I couldn't get smarter. Yeah. So I think that's, yeah, little yeah. side note. You never want to have peaked, I guess. You always yeah. want to be, like, working towards that peak. Right. You want to keep growing and learning. Yeah. Um, on the note of pieces of advice from my dad, um, something else that he told me, specifically when I was leaving leaving the nest to go off to med school and, uh, you know, taking on this new phase that was definitely going to be more, I think, overwhelming and more on my plate than I'd ever experienced before. You know, yeah, I I worked at a, like, in a full-time job as an engineer, and then I also was, you know, in college. Like, yeah, those are all big full-time things, but this was just, like, something different for me, you know, going off to med school. And uh, he told me to always be thinking what is the most important thing that I could be doing right now or should be doing right now? Like, yeah. And, and it's easy to hear that and think like, oh, what's most important? My, my school, my studies. Like I have to all, so must always be studying. Studying must be my number one absolute priority. And not to say that it isn't, you know, one of the highest priorities. That's my whole reason of being in Houston. But really thinking about what it means to be doing the most important thing. Like a lot of times that might mean going to bed and yeah. getting some sleep that yeah. might be the most important thing you need to be doing or it could be making dinner making a healthy dinner yeah or it could be going and seeing a friend you know spending time with people that you love and care about right or going to like for me like going to church or going to yeah. like whatever it is like spending the spending your time in ways that those activities like giving giving these activities the allotted time that they deserve you I know agree. Yeah, and that's gonna and that's gonna be a little different for everyone, I think. Mm-hmm. A lot, some might overlap, but if you, some people might like going for a walk, and maybe for some people that just doesn't really seem to help them that much. But mm-hmm. it's so important to experiment and find what works for you, and find something that just brings you joy on on the daily basis. Because mm-hmm. 
self-care should really be a daily practice, not a, oh, I'm so burnt out, I'm taking Saturday off and just watching TV all day and staying in bed. Because yeah. I know when I do that, the first half of the day feels like, oh, this is so fun. And then I start to get into the later part of the day and I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing? I, I just, I, it doesn't make me feel good at all. Yeah, I never feel good when I feel like I've like wasted a day. And, and I think a big part of that is, like you said, having a daily routine of self-care so that you can kind of keep yourself centered. You know, you're not experiencing these huge shifts of where you're, you're pushing and pushing and pushing yourself to where you are exhausted and burnt out and tired. And then you actually have to take a whole day or a whole weekend to reset and relax and build up that strength again. Yeah. And then you, and then you start getting into this routine of doing that regularly. So Monday through Friday, you know, you're, you're pushing and grinding and working really hard and you aren't taking any time to take care of yourself. You aren't listening to your body. You aren't eating the foods your body needs. You aren't sleeping the hours you need to sleep whatever it is like you aren't taking care of yourself and then you burn out by friday and saturday and sunday like you just have to like you feel like all you can do is you know the the treat yourself version of self-care yeah the watch tv the sleep till noon the like eat a bunch of candy whatever it is like you're not actually taking care of yourself yeah i love that like for example you know (laughs) you and i the past three weeks, oh, yeah. you know, we were studying really, really hard. You yeah. know, we had three weeks of hardcore studying, but built into that, you know, we took time to go to bed early ish. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. we, we still were eating good meals. Yeah. You know, we made sure to prepare, you know, a nice balanced diet for ourselves every day. Mm-hmm. Um, we were still working out and exercising. We were still finding time to see people we care about and hang out with friends or make phone calls with people we love, you know, whatever it is. And then at the end of these three weeks, you know, when we had our test the other day, like, yeah, we were probably working harder, maybe dedicating more time to school than maybe a little bit of our previous units. Um, so then when we got to, got to Friday or Saturday, you know, we wanted to take some time and actually enjoy each other's company because we've been avoiding that a little bit because we've dedicated time to school. Yeah. So we had a dedicated night where we, you know, we made dinner together and we watched a movie together we hung out and stayed up and talked and caught up and everything, you know? So it's, it's good to take those days where you can, you know, maybe not work and you might call it doing nothing, but really it's it's intentional time. Like take mm-hmm. that time of rest and be intentional with it. Right. Yeah. Go to a coffee shop and chat with a friend. Or, yeah. Yeah. Like, and we made actually a really delicious meal. Yeah. yeah it was so good. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to half baked harvest. Yeah, yeah. Definitely adding that recipe to my list of regulars. Yeah. Well, for those of you who are curious, we made the sage brown butter pumpkin pasta. Oh, so good. Very fall. Yeah. Very filling. Yeah. Perfect amount of little, little bit of spice, not mm-hmm. too heavy. And we added some chicken to it. Mm-hmm. So good. Mm. Delish. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, that was a great self-care night. And then the next day, yesterday, we ended up going and hanging out with some of our other friends um, yeah. around here. So it was like, after like the last, like, especially towards the end of the week of like really studying a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. We did, I guess maybe that's a little more of like the doing a lot and then like what is it? not doing a lot <laughs> not doing a lot but then but it's just it's but it's just 
But we weren't like, wasting the day away. Is right. Point. Oh, you know, yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. like yeah. we slept until noon and then yeah. didn't do anything for the rest of the afternoon. Like we we still got up and we're getting things done. They just might they might not have been you know things that you would traditionally consider to be productive things. Like right. maybe we weren't spending the normal hours we were studying on Saturday. But you know we're starting a new unit, starting a little fresh. We have a little bit of time to take a break. Yeah. And, we were still being productive with our day. You yeah. Know, we went to the grocery store or yeah. ran some errands and checked things off of our list. Yeah. And were productive while still like taking a break. Right. You know, right. do you have any other ways that you build self care into your daily routine, Kate? Well, kind of like I briefly mentioned before, I, um, I meditate. I like to meditate every day. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that I don't get around to that until right before bed, which. I kind of actually like sometimes because it's a really great way to calm my mind down before bed and just let the day go so that when I'm laying in bed, I can just fall right asleep Mm -hmm. and not waste any time. (laughs) But yeah, definitely meditating and journaling. I found that journaling, so quick side note is law the law of attraction is a very interesting principle if you haven't heard of it there's this book that's a super easy read it's just 100 pages um highly recommend but so I journal a lot about the things I want to attract in like what I'm excited about and what I love doing what I would love out of life and that I find is a really good self-care routine because it frames my mind, right, just using science, using psychology to frame my perspective in a way where I'm excited about life, I'm excited to do things, and bringing in more things that I love. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I was on a walk today with my dog, and I, <laughs> instead of a lucky penny, I found a lucky dollar. There you go. <laughs> just lay on the grass, not even crumbled up, it was like laying flat on top of the grass like someone had just put it there and I was like wow you know just <laughs> attracting in all the great things from my daily self-care routine self-care after. you'll find a dollar that's yeah. I guess the lesson here <laughs> yeah you'll find more erroneous money you know just strewn about on the field <laughs> <laughs> hey you never know I mean if I've graduated from penny to dollar maybe I'll go from lucky dollar to lucky 20 wow. to lucky yeah, hundo working your, working your way up <laughs> You never know what can happen. Yeah. But, but I, think, I think that's a good point. I think it's really easy to build build self-care into your daily routine. Right. Yeah. Well, and, like, self-care for me also looks like I love warm drinks. So making warm drinks, no matter the time of year. <laughs> so, like, I'm drinking hot coffee right now outside. It's probably, like, 90 degrees. But we're in the shade, so yeah, it's not that hot. But <laughs> hot coffee, hot, like, I make this salty hot chocolate from Element or other warm drinks that make me feel good, like, energized, and keep my concentration going, um, especially when we have all the studying to do. Another form of self-care is making my study environment really inviting and Mm -hmm. relaxing. So maybe burning a candle, listening Mm. to some nice jazz music, turning on my glowy lights. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely like that. I also think your example of hot drinks that is a, a perfect example of a difference between self-care and treating yourself. Yeah. So self-care with, you know, your hot drinks in the morning, you make something at home, you make a tea, you make a, you know, a 
mushroom coffee, coffee thing or something like that, you know, mushroom coffee, whatever it is, like you're, you're making something from home. You aren't spending exorbitant amounts of money on having a hot coffee every morning. Like whereas treating yourself might look more, you know, in the unhealthy way of treat yourself, you know, that might look like going to Starbucks every morning or going to a coffee store every morning or well, something. And getting like a caramel macchiato from Starbucks because I used mm-hmm. to do that when I, like back in high school, I, that's, that was my drink from Starbucks and I used to go get that. And I thought that was self-care because it was a good drink and yummy. But looking back, it's, it's not really self-care. It's, that was more treating myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, sure. it's, it's that feeling too of like, what, instant gratification, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it might make you feel good right away, but is it actually taking care of yourself? You right. know, are you actually long-term going to feel better? Yeah. You know, and building that into your routine, like building an unhealthy habit into your routine is really not going to do that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think my my last little thing that I like to do to, you know, take care of myself, um, kind of like we mentioned earlier, like with the marathon, I like to find ways that are ways to challenge myself, like do activities that challenge myself because that's where I find a lot of fulfillment is accomplishing things. So it might be, it could be something as small as like doing a Sudoku puzzle or something Mm -hmm. like that or doing something like really small and just figuring out a little puzzle or doing something in my room, like completing a task, you know, like hanging art on my wall or something like that, you know, like getting something done. You got to get that in the right spot. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's tricky. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely put that off for a long time, but like finding ways to like finding something challenging setting a goal and then actually working towards and achieving that and like that could be a daily task that you do like set a goal a month from now and then each day doing a little something to work towards that goal like for me that's a form of self-care yeah because I it I get to take a break from school I get to take a break from like daily mundane things and do something that I enjoy do something that I like but I'm also working towards a goal and making myself better you know yeah yeah exactly and you never know like all the little things that you do add up like for example if you read a, if you like reading if you read 10 pages of a book every day if you do that every day for a month you'll have read 300 pages you know and it's just 10 pages every day mm-hmm. you know which doesn't take very long maybe depends on the book and depends on how fast you read but you can learn a lot and that's just like one example of self-care doing yeah. something good for yourself all the little things compound it's always better to do a lot of little things than one big thing because a lot of the time like the big things can tend to burn us out Mm -hmm. and the little things it's a lot easier to keep those going so it's very important to set yourself up for success so that you're not feeling discouraged if you don't meet your goals yeah yeah great way to look at it Mm -hmm. well with that guys you know go out take care of yourself always think about what's the most important thing you can be doing right now yeah how can you love yourself? Yeah. Practice yeah. practice good self-care. Yes. So we're trying yeah. to say. A little tangential, but, you know, we got there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Howdy, with Houston. Howdy from Houston. <laughs> Catch you guys next time. <laughs>